0: Welcome to season four of the To Health With That podcast, where we break up big health topics into small bites. I'm your host, naturopathic doctor, Amy Newsel, and this season, we'll dive into something we are all familiar with, fatigue. What is it? Why does it happen? Most importantly, how can we fix it outside of This coffee. Also, you can enjoy the video version of this podcast on YouTube. The channel is at to Health With That. Can't wait to see you there. This week, let's talk about supplements to help you stay asleep. Staying asleep comes down to managing all of the things that might wake you up in the night. That includes blood sugar, nighttime cortisol spikes, histamine, hormones, and pain not to mention dogs, cats, and kids. We will talk about all of these things outside of pain, which is a very complicated discussion, better to be had with your pain management specialist, and dogs, cats, and kids, because that's outside of my purview. So first, let's talk general supplements to help you stay asleep. Now, last week, I waxed poetic about the benefits of melatonin, and melatonin comes in an extended-release formula as well. I do so love melatonin. So, melatonin has a very short duration of action, and for some people, that puts them to sleep just fine, but they wake up after a certain number of hours feeling bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, pretty ready to go. Sadly, ready-to-go is not what you want if it happens at 2 a.m. For those people, a time-release melatonin may actually solve that problem, giving them a slow and steady dose so that they actually sleep a regular duration. Now, some people notice with a time-release melatonin that they wake up feeling a little bit groggy. This is especially true if you take melatonin around midnight and expect to get up at 6 a.m. Timed release is timed so that it releases over eight hours. So if you're getting a shorter sleep duration, this is not the right product for you. Nighttime blood sugar spikes and drops can cause anything from micro arousals where you don't really know you're waking up to full-blown waking-hungry events. In diabetes, something called the dawn phenomenon is well-documented. In this situation, your early morning rise in blood sugar somewhere between 3 and 7 a.m. is not actually well managed by your rising insulin. They're supposed to rise together so your body can push that blood sugar into your cells to give you energy for the day. If the blood sugar's rising but the insulin isn't, that just puts you in a really awkward, dangerous situation where your body wakes you up because it's kind of freaking out. I see this happen a lot in people who test normal for blood sugars, who don't have documented diabetes, who have lots of up and downs through the day. So addressing this problem long term comes down to actually managing your blood sugar overall. Because if you're all over the map during the day, it's unreasonable to expect things to suddenly be smooth and stable overnight. So implementing changes like a lower glycemic index diet Following Jesse and Xiaospe's Glucose Goddess Method hacks is one of my favorites recently. But there's a few additional things you can also do to help smooth out your nighttime spikes and help you to sleep better. The most obvious is make sure your evening meal is heavily weighed towards protein and away from carbs, right? So get good vegetables, fiber, protein. But avoid the starchy, carby foods, even carby vegetables like squash or potatoes. Add a fiber supplement to your last glass of water during the day. That also helps to smooth out blood sugars. And Consider a blood sugar management supplement before bed. There's a number of great formulas out there, but look for something with proven ingredients like alpha-lipoic acid, chromium, inositol, bitter melon, gymnemna, or berberine. If the problem that's waking you up is actually low blood sugars, then you will notice that this supplement makes you worse, but that gives you additional information. Then you know your body's actually tanking downwards instead of upwards during that time. Focus on controlling the sugars, carbs, and starches in your diet. I suggest a kind of step-down program that starts with extremely limited carbs for a month or so to break that carb habit. And then gradually allows more in, but in a balanced way. So that every time you're eating carbs, you're eating fats or fibers to go with it. If you've been diagnosed with diabetes and are experiencing this symptom, it could also be a sign that your prescription medication is either inadequate or that your insulin timing and dosing needs to be adjusted. So talk with your doctor about it and see if they can make changes that can help you sleep through the night. Now, nighttime cortisol spikes also reflect a larger problem in which your adrenal system is overtaxed and trying to keep up with too many demands, which is basically you live in North America. So that's probably mostly true for all of us. This is called adrenal fatigue, and it's very common because we push all the time to achieve, earn, keep up with the Joneses and otherwise fulfill unrealistic cultural expectations, myself included. I can't point fingers here. So when this fatigue is in its early stages, what we see are the adrenals eagerly pushing out cortisol around 4 a.m. That's usually the witching hour. They're doing their best to stay ahead of the morning rush, which then causes that early wake-up, adds to the sleep loss, and actually ends up making the problem worse in the long term. In this situation, supporting your adrenals and their health during the day is a great idea, and we're going to dive into that topic more in depth later on this season. Overnight, however, I only really know about one supplement that helps to control those nighttime cortisol spikes. It's called Cortisol Manager from Integrative Therapeutics. It takes a few nights to really kick in and work, and some people say that they do notice that they feel a little bit less energetic during the day, the following day, when they take it at night, which makes sense because it's stopping you from doing the big morning adrenaline rush, right? But overall, it's the only one I've seen that actually helps manage this problem without a complete daytime protocol. Just remember, this isn't a protocol by itself, right? You can't take Cortisol Manager and continue to ignore the problem. Well, I mean, you can, but it's not gonna serve you in the long term. Now, we've also talked about high histamine at night. If you wake up because of histamine, it usually feels like you're too hot, your mind is racing, and for some people, they get really, like, itchy, skin itchy. Or it's often food and drink dependent, like some nights it happens and some nights it doesn't, and it's more likely to happen on nights when you have a drink of alcohol or eat something higher in histamine, like leftovers. If this happens, supplements can help you to take the edge off, but again, Making those big diet changes that will help bring down your histamine levels long-term is the actual solution. To manage this in the moment, try taking activated charcoal before bed. Sometimes a DAO enzyme, which helps you to break down histamines in food specifically with that last meal of the day, will help. Also, ixnay on the ink stray. Or, in plain English, stop with the alcohol, right? In the future, go with fresh, low-histamine foods and avoid fermented, aged, or otherwise histamine-rich foods, like alcohol. Okay, now hormones are also a biggie here. Women's hormones are a huge topic, with sleep disturbance. In general, estrogen is the hormone that's more likely to keep you awake, and progesterone is the one that helps you fall asleep. Problem is that if you're estrogen-dominant or tend in that direction... Then much of the progesterone that you take, say if you supplement with progesterone, gets converted to estrogen just as quickly as you take it. The other problem is that when you are in adrenal fatigue, a lot of that progesterone gets stolen to make cortisol and stress hormones for your body. So we steal progesterone a lot to make all sorts of other things that are maybe not as beneficial. The best policy if you're stealing your progesterone to make extra estrogen is to actually take something like ground flax seeds that helps to bind estrogen in the gut and detoxify it and also helps to balance the ratios between stronger and weaker estrogens to reduce their detrimental effects. This can be done also with a supplement like indole 3 carbonyl, but flax seeds are a lot less expensive and easier to manage long term women's hormones are a massive topic. And if you're interested in those specifically, I would highly recommend going back and listening to season three, which is all about fertility and hormone balance. Thank you so much for being here today. And please like, subscribe, do a little dance, make a little love. Get down tonight.